I wanna be an engineer So freaking bad Optimize the things I've always had Engineering IRL Hey everyone, just a quick message before we get into the episode. We have two books now available on the Amazon store. They are children's books. The first one is called Count On Me. It's the number line for kids. It introduces them to number lines, uh, negative numbers and things like that. Um, very early age. And then uh, the other book is My Light Can Shine Bright, which teaches them about electromagnetic waves breaking up light into its different color spectrums and how it reflects and bounces off and why an apple is red, for example. Um, But it does it in a very friendly way and tells kids that they should let their own light shine bright as well. Um, Go onto Amazon.com and search for those two books uh, and enjoy the rest of the episode. And welcome to the Sario Dev Show Engineering IRL, where I take you through engineering concepts and teach you how to apply them to real life. In today's episode, episode 25, I know it's coming very quickly off of the previous episode 24, uh, episode 24, which was uh, was the control system of your life. But I'm going to make this relevant. And in addition, I'm just going to release when I want to release. Now, it will link. So I've gone from the uh, control system, okay, and the control system, I'm going to use the example for of the power station, so how you go from the control system and then how we kind of get to let's uh, electricity in the home. So you look at the outlet in your home, you think how does it get there, and then also when it comes to power distribution and the market, like why are there different energy providers, why do I have different companies that want to sell me my electricity? You know, is it not the power stations that own this electricity? And then, and then kind of how to link that all together. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, power distribution. And we're also going to be highlighting how engineers built the world. Okay, engineers build the world. All right, and at the end, there's a little bit of a game that I, I think you can do. So firstly, just to re- quickly recap. So we've got a uh, control system. My example uh, yesterday, yesterday was the spinning fan. So that's our turbine that creates electricity, that generates electricity. So great, cool, I've got that. I've got a control, control system controlling all of that. But then at some point, it's got to connect up to what's called the grid, right? Because at the end of the day, you could have a power station connect directly to your house and run your house with one power station. That's kind of useless. And the other thing is you don't want your house where the power, sta- power stations are. They're usually going to be really far away. So there's a whole lot of transmission and a whole lot of steps that go from the electricity that's generated in the power station and to the electricity that's in your home. So I'll keep it all high level, but but how it kind of works is for every power station there is, right, which has a whole control system beneath it being controlled and and a bunch of people, they have a, uh, a, there's a um, circuit breaker that they which connects them up to the grid okay and that connects to transmission lines so they transform they use transformers they step up the electricity voltage because uh, for being transported long distances so we we use the advantages of um, different uh, types of electricity so this is working at different voltages and this might be either DC or AC depending on the need right so we put it up 11 kV transmission lines 
you know when you look at your house you, when you look in your streets usually there's a whole bunch of transmission lines you can find you can follow transmission lines eventually to a power station normally but anyways theirs are carrying a completely different voltage to your house and an interesting thing that i always find is you know when when you look at a house and, and you think oh, oh do I, where's my power source you look at a an, you look for an outlet right but the outlet isn't a power source it's nothing it's got nothing the power source is actually back at the power station right everything it's kind of like you see this in movies and stuff as soon as the power station switches off or or whatever it is everything goes off like seconds after like boom 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 whole city goes out because all the power sources were actually cut at the sources so remotely this is it's, it's kind of crazy like that power station generating that electricity is directly linked to the houses that it's powering essentially now there is a grid and all this stuff and and and, and and they use multiple power stations to, to create a certain a certain load. But I find the easiest way to explain this, um, and some of you experienced engineers already know this, but, but this, but what you might have a challenge is explaining this to to other people. And this is my analogy. Okay. For every house, right, or every person that needs electricity, that is, uh, we're going to go with a water tank example. So it's a massive water tank which has all the electricity. For every house or everyone that needs electricity is a little pipe at the bottom, okay, of the of the tank. So imagine a little pipe. So this massive pool has little pipes. Water has to go down those pipes for people to get their individual electricities. But there's like millions of these. So so you need either at the from you know from the sides or the top of the tank other pipes that are feeding water straight in. And I'm going to go with kind of from the sides, okay. So imagine this tank. It's got big pipes on the uh, sides of it that are basically power stations which are just putting electricity in and then you got little tiny pipes which are all the consumers coming out of that pipe uh, out of that tank draining it okay so all the water drains out almost instantaneously and and the more water you put in the more water that uh well more water in the tank now the the whole point is depending on the number of holes there are so pipes consumers you know dripping out that'll determine how many power stations need to be feeding water in so imagine for some places there that, that that pipe their leaky pipe oh sorry their pipe that drains closes disappears so when people come home all those pipes open up more power stations need to feed electricity in so you've got this pool of water people are feeding in and people are feeding out very simple concept but the interesting thing with electricity and this might um, kind of expand on the analogy a little bit is instead of that water tank being able to hold water there's a catch with this water tank water that doesn't transfer straight down a hole okay so the water that doesn't drain straight down so it comes in and drains straight out evaporates almost immediately Okay, so water that comes in and doesn't have anywhere to go evaporates immediately. So this is a special case tank. And so what that is, what that what that's an analogy for is basically the storage problem. So I find when I'm trying to explain this to people, that kind of ties in that loop for them why they go, oh, okay, so actually every bit of you know the, the water tank example is okay to a point, which kind of gives you that you know distribution, but it doesn't tell you why it's so hard for, like 
you know, the light you turn on is actually being generated at a power station. It's not, it's not from the tank that you're just, this infinite tank that you're dripping off. It's created somewhere at that time for you. And the fact that a, a, a regular person, right, goes into their home and looks for a power source, which is their electricity, which is their little outlet socket on their wall, is actually amazing. Because all your power stations are like kilometer, hundreds of kilometers away from where you live. Typically, typically, alright? But some people live close to power stations, it's fine. But you get my point. Okay? This is happening simultaneously for all people, for all homes, everywhere, for every single little socket that you see per building, per house, per person, whatever it is. And here's one thing you also notice, as soon as you plug it in, it's on. It's not like an, you know, a laggy internet, you don't have a laggy electricity network, like you have electricity or you don't. It's almost like an on switch. <laughs> That's amazing guys, that's amazing. And the thing is, engineers bring this to the world. Engineers bring this to the world, okay? so. I mean, this is not the only thing, and I'm only going with this example because, you know, in every house you have electricity point. You know, everyone has seen a plane or, you know, you have cars and stuff like that. So this is a very kind of complex thing that's made into such a simplistic thing. And these are the old engineering stuff that really work. The stuff that goes, that's super complex, but, but is presented or given or supplied in a very simple way, safe and simple way. These are the, the engineering things that people take for granted, but are actually some of the most significant things. And people take it for granted all the time. Now, when you think about it, the next step is, okay, how do we, how do we price it? How does this all work? So this is how the market comes in, and this is how different energy providers come in. Those holes in the sides of the tank Anyone can provide that. Any of the uh, um, power generators, any of the power stations that you have, and this could be renewables. This is not, you know, this is not specific to the type of electricity being generated. Let's just call them generators. Any generator can supply to the grid, and that includes you in your own home, right? Solar panel, you can supply that. Can, okay. And so the more it's a supply and demand. The holes on the bottom are basically demand and then the holes on the sides are the supply. And now typically to supply everyone, here's the thing, everyone's like, oh, you know, we just have to all have live off um, solar and wind. You know, everyone has a, everyone's a mini parasite and, and that might work. But what you're trying to do is maximize efficiencies, you know, generate in one place and doing distribution. Now, the more holes there are, yeah, so this is where the market's coming. So a power station can decide, am I going to turn on to provide this electricity? Is this worth it? Right? The other thing is, power station isn't perfect. You know, I talked about in, last, uh, in the last episode how we've got redundancies in the system and all that sort of stuff, but things happen. Sometimes a system goes down and you lose a significant part of that grid, of that total tank supply, you know, the holes on the side, like the amount of um, supply coming in. But sometimes that could be 33% of the supply. So all these other power stations go, what happens is, what's the incentive for the power, other power stations to turn on now, now that the other one's gone off? 
not only to fill that slot, but because once that goes down, the demand um, the demand's the same, but the supply has dropped, so the price goes up. So one of these other generators make more money to turn on now than normally running, than when the other power station's available. Okay, I'm gonna really quickly touch on this South Australia thing, you know, when, when the power didn't come back. That's not, you know, it was fully blamed on renewables and stuff, but really, one of the, you know, the transmissions went down. So, you know, if you look at that piping work example, that's like cutting out the pipes, not the tank and not the power supply into the tank. If that makes sense. If you're following still with the analogy. I'm not gonna harp on that too much, but the whole battery solution thing where um, you know there's discussion about you, know, you just need a bunch of batteries to store it all and as soon as battery tech increases like that's just the way to go yes there's energy density problem with that that you have to consider but the idea is then um, if you have that back to the analogy you just you, you reduce or you remove the instant evaporation part of that of that tank example now all of a sudden you can make extra electricity keep it there and then when people need to plug in as they need to it's, it's so much better right so much better but that's not solved per se and the other thing is when you store when, um, when you when you're storing electricity changing the medium there's losses in it it's not perfect as well so there's a lot to solve for that equation right now and the fact is that the instant evaporation of that water is, is, is real. And we need a lot of electricity, we use it. I mean, some of us, you know, your hot water tanks, just to have hot water. Do you like hot showers in the morning? Yes, you're welcome, that's engineers, you're welcome, right? Those power stations, that's, that's the electricity being instant to you. You like your internet? Well, without electricity, you don't have internet either, right? There are so many things that, 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 that this layer is neglected and how it gets there. And actually there's a whole lot of engineering behind all of this stuff that's going in to make it all happen, which is really cool. This is really cool. If we're able to pull this off, you know, in the future, things change. Like we're capable of doing this, um, you know, very raw kind of engineering. Now I find when I explain this to people, this is the, like, you can break down my example a little bit. I went into a little bit more detail, but you can break it down, that pool dripping, water feeding in, that's a very simple concept that everyone gets pretty quickly, so you don't need to harp on that like I did. And then the instant evaporation part of that equation explains the rest. Cool. So, what, what, I, what I like to do or ask you to do is you look around, okay? You look around because this, uh, you know, I, I've had the question, you know, working with even younger kids, you know, they're not into engineering yet. They're curious, but they're into it, and it's like, what's engineering? Like, what is that job? Right? What is what is it to engineer? Well, one way I explain it is, you literally look around the world you live in now, right? And literally, literally everything that you look at has been engineered, has been designed. Everything. Everything has some detailed drawing about it. You're driving down the road, you look at the look at the side, there's a little barrier. The barrier wasn't a guess or a fluke. It was designed in. 
some are shit designs don't get me wrong right some designs are like who designed that but the point is it is engineered everything right every corner you look at a sign you look at a ma- you know the massive signs on the road they're actually really large like actually if you ever pull over and go to one of those signs they're massive they don't look at it because you're driving past it and it's designed for you to be looking at a far distance but they're massive the point is you got that thin sheet you need it to be inexpensive but it's that heavy you need to you know you need it to hold and then handle whatever weather outdoors it's all engineered your lights you know if they if they're not a straight you know a straight pole like a 90 degree kind of pole with a with a bracket holding it it's got the curve there's math done on the curve you know on the bend in those um uh, on the light poles that you see it's engineered it's tested it's put in certain conditions it's proven to work for xyz it's all considered everything you look at everything 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 look in your car everything some point there is some drawing with specifics about exactly that right every dial knob thing in your car every curvature everything designed and engineered very cool and what that means is you know as engineers you can impact the world that's cool right you might think like you know (laughs) if you're making a reflector strip woohoo but really it's used like it's one of those things like electricity like a power socket woohoo like everyone has a socket but but they actually the thing is that it's used everywhere there's like layers and layers of engineering on you know things built on top of layers of engineering that's gone in and i think that's really cool and that's really powerful so the question is what other thing can you look around and kind of take for granted and, and realize there's a whole lot of engineering that went into reaching this point I like the wall socket one. You know, that's the power source. But no, this massive complex turbine spinning thing with a control system is actually creating that for you. And plus all this magic, all this distribution that makes it happen. And instantaneously you get it. Same as the internet. And all the complex networking underneath that. Every car, every plane, like there's so much complexity that comes to the simplicity of I get to sit down now and go from A to B. I'm there, magic. This is why they say engineering is magic. And I'm just saying it's true. <laughs> Alright. This is the time. This is the time. If you're if you're a coming up engineer, right, and you're planning to jump, you, you're wondering about the, the, the field and, and what it is, and you're thinking about all this, you know, cut I'm not even talking about cutting edge stuff here. I'm talking about the state of the art, like you get to work on that. And I'm talking about how even if you think whatever you're working on is bland or not exactly, you know, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk kind of stuff. It's engineering everywhere. So, so the art is the same. You're actually doing the same art. You're going through the same motions, right? You're applying it to different machines and things like that. Um, but it's the same art. You're going through the same processes, same mindset, same sort of stuff. That's what connects all the engineers, essentially, right? When you think about what is engineering. And and you know when something's engineered, you know it's a different mindset. You know when you do normal activities, you know when something's built, and you know when something's engineered. And 
I think it's fun to kind of point out, even to yourself, not to be annoying. Hey, what the it's fun to point out and look at little things and realize how much engineering and preci- precision went into that needed to happen to make that happen. Right? Because here's the other part of the engineering equation when you think about it as well, is some of this stuff has to be mass produced so that everyone can have it. And that therein lies a whole engineering problem as well. And a whole bunch of stuff needs to exist before that happens. And a whole bunch of precision engineering needs to be enabled. If you can't make the same product to the same level of tolerances and accuracies twice, three times in a row, you can't even bolt something together. Right? That only happened a few hundred years ago, like 1700s, right? When accuracy started to, you know, oh, well, precision, sorry, started to be a thing. A few hundred years. It sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Because it wasn't even that accurate that back in those days. Imagine not having any of the tools. Imagine, like, having to create the first ruler. Draw a ruler, like without using a ruler, how do you get the exact measurement? That's a story for another episode, but there's just something to think about, right? A lot of cool stuff that goes into and is around all of the of the world you see, and engineers built that world, meaning you can help build this world too. Alright, hopefully this episode, the quality is a little bit better, particularly compared to yesterday and the day before, on the episode before. I'm working on it, I'm working on it. But again, any feedback is great feedback. Um, If you can share, share. If you know any engineers, let them know. This is free, I'm going to be sharing a whole bunch of stuff, and if there's any questions that come in, I will do a whole episode dedicated to answering your question. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash engineer IRL join the page and ask a question or contact through sariodev.com or at sariodev right on any of the social platforms all there and contactable let me know and we'll cover the topic until the next episode I'll, I'll see you then